Join us today during the Jeep Celebration event. Right now, get 20% below MSRP for an average of 15178 under MSRP on the purchase of a 2023 Jeep Grand Cherokee Overland 4xe or Summit 4xe. Not compatible with lease offers or with any other consumer incentive offers. 15,178 average based on 20% below average MSRP from all 2023 Grand Cherokee Overland 4xE and Summit 4xE models and dealer stock. Residency restrictions apply. Take retail delivery from dealer stock by 4-1. Jeep is a registered trademark. Welcome to another sparkling edition of the Thought Police. I'm Mike Graham and you are? Kevin O'Sullivan. Welcome to uh, a very sunny day in London, actually. Lovely I don't day, know yeah. uh, what's going on with the weather, but it's really, really nice. That fucking ludicrous story that came out earlier in the week, which said that we'd had the warmest January on record. Well, not according to my fucking recommendations. It's been fucking freezing, isn't it? Exactly right. I mean, you know, this would be... Well, we're going to talk about the BBC in a minute, but this will be the BBC. Uh, of the hot man. I quite often now watch the six o'clock news because I have the opportunity to get home yeah. quite early. I haven't seen that for ages. Uh, well, so I get home and I think we're well, going to watch the state broadcasters' news. Yeah, it regularly starts off with, who's the hottest January ever climate change? We're all going to die. And here's a really red map. The other fucking right? day, the other fucking day, right? Uh, I tune in and, you know, it was, uh, you know, another uh, reading of the Rwanda bill and all that, yeah. you know, so the migrant crisis. The BBC began its evening bulletin at 6pm with about seven minutes on the story of one migrant who tried to get here from Syria yeah. and tragically died uh, in Oh, is this Cali. the one that's, yeah. that, that drowned? I mean, you know... Is I'm, this the one I'm, that couldn't yeah, swim? Exactly right. I'm, no, I'm really sorry about that poor kid. What was he, 14? Well, he was well, encouraged... Said, hang on, he was encouraged to come here by his older brother yeah, yeah. who'd already come here um, and got here illegally and was living here, yeah. thanks very much indeed, which is why they have to stop the people staying here yeah. because they're just sending messages to all their mates. And he encouraged his, his own brother, who was too young to come and who he knew couldn't swim. I mean, what sort of a cunt does that? Sorry. And to, to the brother said, I really regret it. However, no, really? you know, I don't want seven minutes on the story. And it was all, oh, we had to come here, the hell, the horror and all this kind of stuff. Yeah. Uh, uh, that's not the angle that most people in Britain are interested no. in. They're interested in, how do we stop these people right. fucking coming across the well, fucking channel? And he went from Syria, not to France, he went from Syria to Libya, right? Yeah, yeah. So, now, tell me how many dangerous crossings he's had to make to get from Syria to Libya. Yeah. And if he wanted to stay in Libya, he could have stayed yeah. in Libya. Yeah. If he wanted to stay in Italy, could have stayed in Italy. Yeah. Could have stayed in Germany, could have yeah. stayed in France, but no, because his nasty, horrible git of an older brother encouraged him to come across... A, a, a patch of water when he couldn't swim. Yeah, what a fucking moron. Uh, uh, and the whole story was that you know the the under the subtext was that all these migrants they 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 they've got uh, a really good reason for coming here. You know, it's time that this nation, Britain, understood the story of these people. We do understand the story of them. About fucking eighty five percent of them are economic, uh, and they're blokes. And they're just looking for a few quid. Mm. That's the fucking story. It's nothing to do with war or torture, but that's the BBC's angle. And uh, the, to get to the main story of the week, BBC-wise, Mike, uh, 
Africa. I think we fucking found out what the BBC is all about uh, this week. Uh, what it is all about is taking our fucking money yeah. and keeping fucking secrets yes. from us, uh, like that fucking piece of shit Martin Bashir <laughs> and what he got up Sorry, to. Are you, are you referring to the BBC's religious correspondent? Yeah, the, B, the piece of shit BBC's <laughs> religious correspondent Martin Bashir, yeah. who conned Diana into that interview, and after that, just like Watergate, yeah. it's not so much, that was a bad crime. The real crime is the cover it's up. The cover up. Caused or operated, organised by all these senior yes. BBC executives. Because you guys had a great interview with the guy who uncovered Andy all Webb, this, yeah. Andy Webb, right? Who was completely and utterly stymied at every turn, mm-hmm. snookered, blocked, stopped from getting access to any information. He was very um, tenacious, thankfully. Yeah. And we got all of these great documents. Guy, yeah. 3,000 emails, yeah, right? Yeah. Most of which have been redacted in some way. And I also heard um, a, a former BBC guy on your show talking about, oh, well, the thing is, you know, when people go into meetings and they talk about their divorces, well, obviously that will be redacted. Well, how do you know what it is that's been redacted until somebody responsible outside of the BBC can judge that? Totally right. Totally right. Uh, That's it. The BBC has taken upon itself uh, the decision about what is private and Mm. what is not. Well, that cannot stand. No. I mean, it's quite right. You can't put out people's phone numbers or if it is a divorce or something genuinely personal. Someone has to look at that and say, well, you know, that's not fair to that person. Yes. But mainly, you cannot... These these emails, the BBC has fought since uh, mm. 2020 yeah. to keep them secret. Yeah. It's spent a quarter of a million yeah. pounds in courts trying to make sure we can't find out. And when Andy Webb finally... A real David and Goliath, by the way. When David finally won, yeah. won the fight, Andy Webb beat Goliath the BBC uh, they hand over all these documents by the way late they didn't yeah. even make the fucking deadline right. uh, and uh, they're just full of black marks right. and uh, that isn't good enough and the other the really interesting point it's sort of drone on but if you no, no. the chronology of this story right middle of the 1990s when Bashir was conning Princess Diana into that interview pretending mm. that Charles was selling him down the river, pretending, forging bank statements to make it look yeah. like uh, coppers and royal staff were selling stories on her to say, get out and go, right, I'll fucking do this, so, which she did, right? So they, the BBC very swiftly found out what he'd been up to and they brought the shutters down yeah. on that, like there's no fucking Absolutely. tomorrow. Who was in charge of that operation? The bloke who was later to become right. the Director General, then Head of News, Tony Hall. Uh, he basically, in 2020, so fast forward, mm. a quarter of a fucking century, the state broadcaster kept that fucking secret. No, no, shocking. Outrageous. So, if that was any other media organisation, can you imagine if that was, uh, you know, a Fleet Street tabloid or something like that? Yes. They would be absolutely good, good pilloried point. to the high heavens really. for keeping things from the public and being secretive yeah. and being working. I mean, this is illegal, by the way. Yeah. You know, everybody talks about Bashir being a scumbag. What he did he broke the law. was forging documents. He's lucky he didn't he get broke cri- the fucking law. He really did. did. He? He's lucky he didn't get criminal proceedings. Mm. So you come forward 25 years or so, 2020. Uh, I think it was the Daily Mail, uh, Mail on Sunday. Start to get yeah. hold of everything. Uh, Charles Allthorpe, Princess Diana's sister, uh, uh, brother, major mover mm. in all this. So we finally find out. People go, fucking hell, Bashir did all of this. Mm. What did the BBC do? It started to try and keep it all secret yeah. again. So they sent all these emails to each other where they're making jokes about, we'll go to prison here. Mm. Uh, and uh, uh, also, uh, we won't get our knighthoods and all this bollocks. And they also ruined quite a few people's lives. Exactly fucking right. So... 
So they so guess who's uh, firefighting this at the BBC? Mm. It is the current Director General Tim Davy. Yeah. So what? He's got quite a lot on at the moment. So he's just lost this case to keep this secret from the people who fucking pay for that fucking piece of shit state broadcaster, yeah. us. Yeah. Uh, and uh, Andy Webb said, well, well, the question that people should be asking is why the current management did the last cover-up, why are they still running the yeah. BBC? Because the BBC is an impenetrably, uh, ridiculously badly run organisation run by all the fucking same boys' networks that it's always been run by. It needs completely root and branch fucking... You need to go in there basically with a fucking... Um, with a hose full of disinfectant yeah. to disinfect the place, get rid of all the fucking wokists, get rid of all the fucking racists, get rid of all the middle-class tosspots yeah. yeah. who don't fucking know what they're doing and replace them all with sensible people. They've lost loads more fucking uh, listeners in the latest radio. Yeah, all out. their locals are, are fucking down. All the major um, radio one, two, three, four, five, whatever, all fucking down. Um, but I've got an even more amazing story here right. today. I've only just had this sent to me, right? Um, senior BBC schedule coordinator is facing disciplinary action over anti Semitic Facebook posts that reference the hollow hoax. Right. So, so is that she? It's a she, right? It's a woman who's been named. I don't want to bother naming her because you wouldn't know who she is. But she works for BBC Three. She's yeah. a senior scheduling coordinator and play out planner, right? Um, so she's life, a fucking Holocaust denier. She's basically a Holocaust denier. Um, the BBC man. will not comment on this in individual case, but they say they don't tolerate anti-Semitism or Islamophobia. Or any form of abuse. But here's what she's posted on Facebook, right? Uh, she's talked about the Ashkenazis, which is a reference to the Ashkenazis, yeah. uh, but she calls them Nazis. Refers to the Holohoax. She says that um, uh, Jewish people are a subcontinental Caucasian invader colonizer species oh. with zero indigenous blood. Uh, she brings up, she accuses the, the Jews of buying and selling those who kidnap from Africa. The Zionist genocidal land squatting so-called Jews. I mean, there's She's, no So this, this, this fucking excuse for a woman yeah. is uh, a disgraceful, disgusting, That's her there, fucking, look, I can show you a fucking racist. Yeah, fucking they, racist. The people that have got this story for me are very well trusted and uh, they've got a picture of her, they've got her name, Great they've got story. a Facebook post, amazing. Um, to be Jewish, she says, is to practice a religion loosely based oh. on the Hebraic faith. To be Jewish has zero to do with ethnicity. She's basically... So pro-Palestine that she's uh, she's worse than anti-Semitic. Yeah. She's literally in the camp of the yeah. fucking people who want to kill Jews. So why... Uh, so she works for the BBC. What a so surprise. Why, why does the BBC in its statement, in its response, uh, say we don't tolerate... Uh, anti-Semitism or Islamophobia. What has this cunt's right. behaviour got to do with Islamophobia? Nothing. Absolutely nothing. This, this is, is an anti-Semitism This is problem. typical of the BBC. They have to put in everything else. It's like all these Labour MPs who are trying to commemorate um, the Holocaust, Memorial Day, by saying, oh, how about all the other genocides that are going on? And like Hamza Yusuf couldn't bring himself to actually say the word yeah. Jew yeah. or Jewish while he was commemorating anti, you know, the yeah. Holocaust Remembrance yeah. Day. It's absolutely fucking this, unreal what's this, going on. This are these, these lefties, these left-wing broadcasters and journalists who every time, uh, particularly during the Corbyn horror years when he was mismanaging the Labour Party, yeah. uh, anti-Semite, anti-Semitical party, etc.
Uh, there are all these, uh, I won't mention names, but you can work out who they are. There are all these broadcasters mm. and journalists who would say, let's, let's do a piece about Islamophobia yeah. among Tories. Islamophobia among the Tory party is fuck all. Yeah. Uh, Anti-Semitism in the Labour Party is still a massive fucking problem. Yeah. It's like these ridiculous police people who come on and say, well, of course, the biggest growth area for terrorists... Oh. Yes, right, far right, right wing, far right white supremacist groups do fuck off. And the biggest, you know, the, the, the don't worst, be a tubt. And we'll be talking about this today on our show. Yeah. Uh, you know, daring to tread on dangerous ground. Uh, look, you know, we'll, this is the day uh, when uh, uh, Mike Freer, the MP for Golden yes. Green Jewish area, has announced that he's quitting because mm. he had all these death threats. Uh, police told him to wear a stab vest, and then two days ago, you know, uh, we we had this lunatic uh, cross uh, cross crossbow man. Yeah. So so so. Uh, the, the problem here, uh, in the end, uh, not the crossbow guy, but it's, it's anti-Semitism and yeah. it's Muslim extremism. Yeah. The, this is, these are the problems. And, 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 and as I All said... All the people to, have been allowed to operate because the police are too frightened to go anywhere fucking near them. Yeah, exactly. People won't even confront the truth. Mm. You don't... Have you ever heard of Catholic terrorists, uh, Buddhist terrorists? Well, I suppose you might call the IRA Catholics. Well, yeah, but that wasn't Catholicism. No. That was nationalism, yeah. wasn't it? Yeah, but I don't think you can be in the IRA if you're not Catholic. But I don't want to dwell on it. <laughs> yeah, 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 but there's no such thing as Catholic you're terrorism. You're Catholic. There's no, there's no such thing as Buddhist terrorism. No. There's not even Jewish terrorism. Uh, well, there was not, a bit of that back uh, in the 50s. Yeah, but no Methodist terrorism. Yeah. Not now. Right. Uh, where's all the terrorism yeah. come from? Muslims. I know. Muslims. I know. What a so, so that. And then, what a surprise it was when we got finally the name 24 hours later from the fucking police of the guy who threw acid yeah. on his own family, but yeah. lots of it. Uh, and it happens to be Abdul. Yeah. I yeah, mean, that, you that know, a big surprise I don't know what the truth, truth of that is, but it looks like a domestic. Well, it sounds like they're all in the car together, so it's a pretty horrible fucking story. Yeah. But let's take a little break, though, because we've got to hear from our friends uh, at Manscaped. We'll be back after this. Roses are red, violets are blue, trim your balls, and your date will thank us too. Do you know what, Kevin? It is Valentine's Day. Valentine's Day is just around the corner. It is knocking on the door. And Manscaped is the perfect remedy for what the love doctor ordered. Do you know what the prescription is this year? It's the all-new Performance Package 5.0 5.0 Ultra, designed to elevate your grooming game and shine like the heartthrob we all know that you are, or you can be, even you, Kevin. Join the 10 million men worldwide who trust Manscaped with our exclusive offer. Here's what you do. If you're a Thought Police listener, you'll know about all of this because we've done it before. You go to manscaped.com to snap. 20% off, plus you get free shipping. All you've got to do is insert the code, which is, of course, as ever, police. Insert the code police, P-O-L-I-C-E, and you get 20% off, plus free shipping. And here's what you get uh, for Valentine's Day. It's a special. You get the Lawnmower 5.0 Ultra. This electric trimmer features skin-safe technology, guards your V-Day treasures against any nasty grooming mishaps. You don't want to be nicking yourself, do you, uh, on that fortunate day? Uh, it also comes with the brightest LED spotlight yet. It's brighter than even your best romantic smile, Kevin. Perfect for precise grooming, even in the shower, because, of course, it's waterproof. But that's not all you get when the love doctor calls from Manscaped. This package also features the Weed Whacker 2.0 nose hair trimmer, Manscaped's liquid formulations... And two free goodies, you get the Shed travel bag 
and you get the Boxers 2.0 as well because comfort is king for everyone who goes to Manscaped. And also, you even get another happy ending. Manscaped Refined Cologne is the Valentine's Day touch to your grooming routine. Elevate it and set the stage for a romantically smooth celebration. Now, um, if you've got beard, we've also got Manscaped bringing you the Beard Hedger Pro Kit designed to shape your scruff effortlessly. It sculpts cheek lines and maintains beard styles, giving you that suave look for your romantic moments. And it even handles thicker beards if you've got one of those. I'm sorry for you, but you can trim it nicely with this great Manscaped offer. So once again, here's what you do. Get 20% off plus free shipping. Insert the code POLICE on manscaped.com 20% off with free shipping at manscaped.com happy valentine's day so let's talk about um football because uh, there's a lot of football to talk about carl walker still my number one um sort of football hero for behaving exactly as football (laughs) shagging as many women as possible uh, having as many children with as many women as possible and not pretending that he's trying to give anybody free school meals or virtue signaling so who do you think my most hated footballer is it's, it's Marcus number Rashford. two Marcus Rashford I don't care if he wants to go to a nightclub but be a fucking straight player and just be, enjoy yourself you know do like what George Best did don't try and fucking change government policy and then go out on the fucking Ransford 12,000 yeah. drink tequila yeah this guy's given an MBE yeah. uh, for his work trying to get Fuck free sake. school meals for kids he couldn't give a fuck about free couldn't. school meals for kids spends all his time on private jets yeah staying Same. in flash hotels yeah right 1500 fucking arsehole on expense and throwing food. and throwing women out of the out of the hotel room yeah, yeah, into the uh, corridor exactly and uh, he gave her a fucking free it, school meal did he he also got one of those boring Daily Mirror Pride of Britain awards for his, <laughs> for his sterling work oh yeah uh, and uh, guess what he's the fucking worst of the lot he's just another piss artist fucking flash With too much money cunt of a footballer yeah. he's worse than the rest of them who doesn't even feel the need to to, to turn up to work. Even though the fans are expecting him as one of the highest players in the fucking team yeah. to actually perform, I mean, Man United are going down the shitter, aren't they, at the moment? Yeah, yeah, the they are because they have a manager who can't uh, discipline the team. Yeah, you know, he's now saying, "I've drawn a line under the whole incident." He got fined two weeks' wages, seven hundred, uh, six hundred fifty quid. Ridiculous. He gets three twenty. Six hundred fifty thousand. The problem, the problem is uh, that uh, these kids, some of these, most of these footballers are pretty much kids, you know, twenty, twenty-one. Yeah. You know, they're on £325,000 a week. Yeah. Uh, they need serious advice, serious helpers. What's Marcus Rashford got? He's got his completely unqualified brother, who is his agent. Yeah. Who doesn't know anything about fucking football or his, or his brother's life. No, exactly. So he's, ro- he's going off the rails and uh, all the sports reporters are going, well, the problem is he's not scoring. No, no, no. The problem is, I think he's a bit of a shit I don't think he's a very good player either. Yeah. Um, actually, <laughs> well, he's, I mean, he's not bad he's on right. his day. No, he's all right, but he's always been very iffy, hasn't he? I mean, you know, for a long time he has been this he, season. For a long time, he was he was kind of you know supposed to be the great big new fantastic he's great British new thing, player, yeah. Yeah. English player who's going to be brilliant. But he's, I just don't think he's very bright, to be honest. I think. Oh, no, that's and, for sure. And if you want to be a... I mean, all decent footballers have to be at least in some way fucking intelligent. You know? Yeah, yeah. Um, I just don't think he's got it upstairs. I just think uh, that uh, Ten Hag, Eric Ten Hag, uh, he's not a very good manager. And clearly, clearly, the, clearly the players just think he's a wanker. Yeah. Uh, and they don't care what he says, so they just do what they like. Look at... So Sanchez, yeah. uh, he had a big bust-up with him. And then there was Greenwood. And now we've yeah. got... Uh, 
um, Marcus Rashford and this guy. Do you know what has made me? But fun? I know Rashford and Greenwood come from the same part of Manchester, went to the same school. I bet they did. Um, and you know they're of a certain, shall we say, uh, type of young man. Yes, indeed. And they're very well known in the area for behaving yeah. in a particularly bad way. Great, but uh, but both great footballers, I think. I mean, you're right. He's uh, Rashford's had a terrible season, but yeah. uh, uh, he's not a bad goal scorer. And, and Greenwood was a lovely player, but uh, not a very nice guy. Um, but you got this guy Ten Hag. It made me laugh when when uh, people go, "What the fuck's going on with Rashford? Where's he gone?" This is before the sun got everything. He goes, "It's he goes stupid, naive Dutch twat." Yeah. He goes, "It's an internal matter. I will deal with it internally." Yeah. There's no, no such fucking no. thing in football. No, also, Next day you're in Britain now. Yeah. You know. Next day waitress sells Rashford down the river. Right. Some fucking great right. exclusive over five page ten hour tequila bender. Ten Hag learns a lesson yeah. in life. I mean, I, the thing is, the Dutch probably don't care, do they? Because I remember there was, a, there was a, a documentary done or a book written or something about the great, like, Johan Cruyff team. And I yeah. guess it was probably a different time. But there was a picture of them all in some fucking, like, I'm pretty sure it was like a, a Dutch brothel or something. Oh, well, yeah. A load of fucking hobbies. With a load of fucking hookers, you know. Ha! Which, of course, still goes on. They just don't fucking do it publicly, you know. Yeah, yeah. But, I mean, anyway, that's, that's my, my, my sort of... This is why they can never, no England manager can ever control the fucking England team. Because they all make so much money. They don't fucking listen to anyone. Yeah, there's a fuck. There's a problem with 20 year old kids who couldn't even spell their own fucking name, who happen to be brilliant footballers, who suddenly are earning literally a million pounds a month. Yeah. There's a problem with that. And unless they get proper management, proper people around them, they end up like Rashford going, What should I do with my million pounds a month? I don't know. I'll go and stay in a flash hotel, get there on a fucking private jet, and piss myself stupid on 10 hours of fucking Mm. tequila. I mean, if you're going to do that, there are. I mean, I've nothing against Belfast, but there are other places you could go. You know, I mean, he could have gone to Paris. Uh, yeah, uh, to be fair, he went to see a team called Larn FC. Oh, yeah, he's got a mate there. So it's, I think it started off, he was doing quite a nice thing, mm. going to see these yeah. kids in a football club. Yeah. Uh, but after that, <laughs> it went downhill. Well, Belfast is a bit like Glasgow. When you go there, you can be lost for days, you know. You can go <laughs> some kind of, you know, bar situation. Have you been to Belfast? Uh, I, do you know what? I never have. It's the gap in my travel. Yeah, you should uh, definitely go, because I spent a bit of time there, and... Um, on and off over the years and you know the famous hotel the crown which is opposite the europa yeah. sorry the pub opposite the hotel europa and i remember going into it with this guy the first time i went in and they went see that chair over there yeah that's where the uh, the guy was shot dead by the ira and you go fucking hell and the, some guy just apparently walked into the pub pointed the gun at the guy shot him as he was sitting there with his guinness dropped the gun and fucking walked out oh, fuck's sake. i mean it's dead it's a very menacing interesting kind of place you know yeah, but, yeah, uh, uh, but the, the, was it the Europa? Uh, it was the Europa Hotel. It's yeah. the most bombed yeah. hotel on it the is. face of the planet. But you think about it. I mean, ninety nine point nine 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 percent of all hotels have never been bombed. Well, that's true. Europa it used to be once a week. But I suppose most places hotels that get bombed don't generally fucking keep reopening. But yeah. the Europa <laughs> just kept reopening. <laughs> Welcome to Northern Ireland. Yeah. Is that a full English breakfast yeah. you want? No. Oh, by the way, you talking know. to Northern Ireland, right? So, so, so oh, may a power sharing agreement. No. God. Uh, we're going to get the devolved government back. So oh, they great. haven't had a Northern Ireland government right. in Stormont for two years. And it's worked so fine, actually. what has this proved? We don't.
don't need a yeah. fucking devolved This is exactly Northern what I say. Government. Well, also, not only do you not need a Northern Ireland devolved government, you don't actually need a government. Yeah. Because the government in Westminster is not exactly functioning, is it? Mm. I mean, all they seem to fucking care about uh, is making sure that kids um, don't vape anymore uh, and making sure that all we do is talk about an irresponsible fucking bill, yeah. which isn't going to change anything about any migrants coming here. Because apparently they announced with a great fucking fanfare that they sent 55 people back to where they came from. Yeah. Meanwhile, yeah. yesterday, 350 more came. Yeah, so, exactly. So, you know, the ratio ain't looking too good, is it? By the way, uh, Mike, uh, we ought to get this in. It's just been announced as a late uh, nomination for this year's Oscar. Oh, yeah. Best Actress, uh, Nicola Sturgeon at the oh, COVID Inquiry. I'm so glad Boo you mentioned Who fucking that. who? What's she crying about? Because she's fucking finished. She's crying about the end of her shit career. Right. What a load of bollocks. As somebody said, that, that fucker could cry out of one yeah, eye. Yeah, I saw she, that. Absolute crocodile also, bollocks. All this shit about the WhatsApp messages, right, and how uh, they were just not retained, they weren't deleted. Yeah. Somebody pointed out today that back in something like 2000, uh, well, not 2007, after she yeah. resigned, she showed on live television um, WhatsApp messages from 2017 yeah. that supposedly she had had from Alex Salmond, right? Yeah, yeah. And so all of the other messages about Alex Salmond seem to have disappeared. There's a lot of people now asking the question up there, um, well, maybe we should find out why all of the messages involving the Alex Summon trial Very have suddenly fucking disappeared. Well, I, 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 you've got your theories, I've got mine, yeah. and I'll bet you Alex Salmon would be very interesting he on would. the entire issue. Yeah. That was the moment when uh, they uh, tried to sell him right down the fucking yeah. river. And But, I mean, you know, th this woman, she, she completely fucked up the COVID yeah. crisis. She completely totally. fucked up uh, Scotland. And what we learn from some of the messages and some of the missives that we've heard about uh, is that all they ever did, everything, COVID crisis, they tried to make it work yeah. for in Scottish independence. Right. Uh, and uh, it was just a battle with fucking Britain and they kept the, all of the Scottish people in the dark. And as you quite rightly say, uh, the good thing about the COVID inquiry when it moves to Scotland, mm. as it has, it's in Edinburgh at the moment, is that the barrister... He's very good, isn't he? He's good, unlike that... Twice. useless windbag yeah. Hugo Keith down in right. London this guy he said to, said to her so did you get rid of the uh, whatsapp messages well not the team I maintained a government policy yeah. I said no did you delete the messages yeah. they were not retained and then he went did you delete them? <laughs> she went, yes, I did. Yes. Yes, I, I mean, did. this is it. I mean, I did this this week. It was fucking ridiculous. These politicians, you can't actually fucking um, speak proper English. The mm. King's English. Cleverly did it the other day uh, when they oh, disengaged the, the committee when they was asked about the missing fucking Like They lost 5,000. Well, I, wouldn't, I wouldn't call them missing. Well, where are they then? Yeah. Well, we don't know, but they are missing then. Well, no. Um, they've disengaged in the process. They're, they're, no, okay. they're fucking missing, mate. Exactly. They, you know, we're, we're, I don't like all this shit about... And the backlog was the other I one, don't, Yeah, I don't like all this shit about words are very important, the language you use. I'll use whatever... Yeah, exactly. I'll use whatever fucking language... Yeah, I'm not going really to tell by some lefty one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah say, don't okay. use that language. It's incendiary. Go shove it up your fucking yeah. left-wing ass. I'll say what I fucking well. like. But it is, too. But it re is very annoying when politicians start... You know, evading the yeah. truth by using well, I, I, what was it? Uh, Sturgeon said I, I, I didn't retain them. They were not retained. They no, were not. no, there was there was a passive um, sort of sentence because it wasn't anything to do with her. It was just they were not retained. Yeah. She didn't say who was meant to yeah. retain them. But that guy, she was meant to fucking retain them. The, the, but the barrister, they were very good. 
Did you delete them? They were not a routine. Did you <laughs> delete them? It was part of government policy. Did you delete them? Yes, uh, I yes. did. Yes, I did. The anyway, best bit, you know, of the whole fucking story was um, that she turned up in this Audi, um, which was a... Not a motorhome, Twenty No, 2017... <laughs> Very much reduced on what the first minister's car would have would have been yeah. in the old days, right? Yeah. And it was like an estate car. So it was a shitty old estate. Somebody on, <laughs> get out on of black Twitter, somebody on Twitter looked it up. Right, and I haven't checked this, so I don't know if it's true. <laughs> um, but checks it up with the DVLA. It has been taxed, but it hasn't got an MOT. <laughs> <laughs> It's probably yeah. worth about 100 quid. And then we got round to fucking, yeah. It's been I haven't got on, an MOT. Yeah, it's been sitting on their mother's um, driveway for the fucking best part of the last four years. That's why they haven't used it. Um, let's take another little short break because we've got to hear from our other friends on this podcast who sponsor us, Shopify. Hey, Kevin, do you know what that means? It's that something I've been hearing a lot lately. It's that ka noise. And I have to say, uh, it sounds like money to me. But I feel like I'm missing out because it seems like everyone is either starting a side hustle or a business or becoming their own boss. And do you know what they're hearing a lot of? It's this sound. It's the sound of yet another sale on Shopify, the all-in-one commerce platform to start, run and grow your very own business. Shopify is the commerce platform revolutionising millions of businesses worldwide. And it's coming to the UK. It's in the UK. You can get hold of it anytime you want, whether you're selling t-shirts, whether you're selling podcasts, whether you're selling uh, any kind of merchandise, whether you're selling fine art, uh, or whether you're selling flaky salt. Uh, you could also be selling something to do with fashion, homes and gardens, health and beauty, covering all of your sales channels. Shopify simplifies selling online and in person so you can successfully grow your own business. It gives you a shopfront ready point of sale system so it's all in one e-commerce platform. Shopify even gets you selling across social media marketplaces like Facebook, Instagram and TikTok. Uh, it's full of the industry-leading tools ready to ignite your growth. Shopify gives you complete control over your business and your brand without learning new skills in design or coding. So I think even you could probably use it. Thanks to 24-7 help and with an extensive business course library, Shopify is also ready to support your success every step of the way. Um, and also, what's lovely about Shopify is that no matter how big you want to grow, Shopify will be there to empower you with the confidence and the control to take your business to the next level. A little bit when we decided to go out there and start doing live shows and when we started doing podcasts and we started doing all sorts of other things and merchandise and all of that. You know, it's time to get serious about selling and get Shopify today. Uh, this is all possibility powered by Shopify. Uh, sign up for £1 per month trial period at shopify.co.uk slash thought police. It's all lowercase. So go to shopify.co.uk slash thought police to take your business to the next level. Don't forget shopify.co.uk slash thought police. So I've got a question for you because I saw you tweeted out the other day um, about uh, what you were having for dinner. Oh, yeah, my pie. And it was the Kevin pie. Yeah, well, so tell us about that. Well, uh, you know, I got a lot of flat from it because it, it, it was a bit plant-based, yes. uh, to be fair. Yeah, I've got it here. Chestnut, mushroom, tomato and quinoa pie with baby onions. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it is Fucking very hell. sort of vegany, but Very tweet. Hen my wife, Henrietta, bought it, obviously. Uh, it wasn't the ingredients. Because it it's the called Kevin. The Kevin pie. Yeah. And it actually, what I ate it last night, it was actually really nice. Mm. Uh, but I wouldn't, mess, I wouldn't normally... Well, listen, I've perfectly happily admitted that, you know, when I was very kindly hosted by you at New Year, you made that um, 
uh, vegetarian shepherd's pie. It's fucking lovely. Well, and you'd have liked that pie, but obviously, you know, all, 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 loads of people giving you fucking vegan cunt. What's up? You've changed. What's up with you? <laughs> no, no, no. It's because it's called Kevin. Yes. That's the reason I ate the fucking Yeah, thing. but people are always jumping to the wrong fucking conclusion. I mean, they really are. The number <laughs> of times I put a tweet out which gets completely misconstrued by people. They go, what's fucking wrong with you? <laughs> Don't you fucking know blah? You know, whatever it is. They always take the wrong idea and multiply it by a million. Yeah. Absolutely fucking ridiculous. But, I mean, we should also, I suppose, um, talk about uh, Harry and Meghan before we Ooh. go. Because they've been back in the news. Because yeah, yet another man has been lost from their employ. Yeah, um, they lost their head of production. Head of production at uh, Archie Well Films. And he was the guy who had created an exciting hive of activity. Yeah. Well, now uh, he's exited from his exciting hive of activity and fuck right off. No. Uh, meanwhile... Uh, they're busy right now trying to say, oh, no, we've got all these projects Big lined projects, up. Big projects, loads, yeah. loads, loads going on. So, Megan going, so exciting. I, yeah. I can't wait to name them. Can't wait to be yeah, able to tell yeah, you about yeah, them. Yeah, yeah, I, can't, I can't wait to name them. Yeah, yeah, they've got to exist for you to yes. name them. Uh, I wouldn't what fucking bet the f- fucking day. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, this is the question I've got. You know, I saw a picture of the house. It's a beautiful-looking house up there in Montecito. You know it better than me. Beautiful area, the mountains in the background, big swimming pool, sort of hacienda type house. Yeah, 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 yeah. Looks amazing. But they must literally just wander about all day, just going, what should we do now? Yeah. Fancy game of uh, Monopoly. Well, they've had, you some, know what I mean? yeah, they've had, some, they've had some terrible press. Uh, they went down to the Caribbean for that weird uh, film. And the Bob Marley film, of yeah. The One World of Bob Marley they film. They've got a new friend with a private jet. Well, that's the point. That's the point. People go, and he told, so there was a lot of, we discussed this last week, there was a lot of flack about what the fuck is Harry doing yeah. hanging around with Andrew Holness, the Prime Minister of Jamaica, who fucking hates Britain, yeah. uh, hates the Commonwealth, and said, we've got to get away from the royal family. Why was Harry and Meghan hanging out with him? Uh, well, guess what? It turns out they were, and he, he said, Harry said to Holness, I just had to be here. Why? No, you fucking didn't. Turns out he went down there with a guy called Brian Robbins, who's the chief executive of Paramount Pictures and the Nickelodeon Network. And uh, the word is, unsurprisingly, Harry and Meghan are deep in talks with Mr. Robbins uh, to switch their affinity from Netflix to fucking Paramount. Well, if they give him, if he he gives him any fucking money, he's He's mad. Yeah, Yeah, he's mad. Because so far, Netflix have said they're probably not going to renew the contract, right? Yeah. And well, they haven't quite said it, but that's the feeling. Yeah. But they're today. They've only got one. They've only had one basic documentary out of them. Yeah. Yeah. Well, today there's this head of production who's at some fucking event saying at Netflix, "Oh no, we've got lots of things coming up from Harry and Meghan." Are you fucking mad? Do you want to lose fucking money? Yeah. I wouldn't make lots of projects with that cunt. No, absolutely not. Let's go back to um, ITV, shall we? The um, story in the papers this week about, um, what's her name, Claudia Winkleman being poached by ITV. I know we're going to end on a BBC story, in a way. Because I think if ITV offers somebody a load of money, the BBC should not try and match it. They should go, actually, we're with the state broadcaster, so we shouldn't be spending loads of fucking money on uh, on people like Gary Lineker and Claudia Winkleman. Yeah. Let them go she and work in go. the commercial fucking go. sector. I'm sure she'd be quite happy. She can make plenty of money over there. But we, as the, pub, as the public backers of the BBC, we shouldn't be getting bills for fucking millions of pounds to yeah, pay presenters. What, what, will what happen, the fuck's it got to do with us? Well, what will happen is this. Uh, you know, there's no uh, ITV, so, oh, no, 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 we haven't approached it. Well, they'd be very interested in getting it. Yeah. Because she has the knack of hosting 
hit programs right. stri- strictly and now the traitors and it made a very snappy headline of course ITV uh, want Claudia to be an, a BBC traitor and all that come to ITV uh, the point is, is is what ITV will be trying to get her therefore they're going you know how much you earn at the BBC well we'll double it so she goes back to the BBC they double it right. we end up paying for and it, it ends up costing yeah. us more my, money. my view is let her fuck off and also I, can't, I really should bring myself to try to watch the traitors. But oh, I, I haven't yet. But I, 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 but I, I fucking BBC is <clears throat> just—it's just another BBC parlour game. No, no, it. I fucking hate it. And also, do you know I have a kind of—I think it might be some kind of disorder that I've got. I can't bring myself to watch something that the fucking nation's watching and everybody goes, well, oh, "Did you see traitors last night? It was really amazing." Yeah. No, I didn't actually because I don't do what every other fucking cunt does in the world. I don't care. Well, you, you know, it's like for the me, Apprentice, going well, to fuck. Well, yeah. well, for me, you know, former TV critic for twelve years, yeah. having to watch everything. One of my, the great luxuries, the true joys of my life, this is is to go. Oh, everybody's watching the traitors. Should I watch it? I've got a much fucking better idea. I won't fucking watch it in a month of fucking yeah. Sundays. Go to the pub instead. Exactly. You know, go and talk to people. Yes. Uh, so yeah, Claudia. Uh, you know. It's, as I say, this will end up costing us money. Uh, BBC paying a fortune uh, for people that don't really matter that much, to be honest with no. you. No. And also, what's wrong with people? Why do they have to be completely and utterly sort of encaptured by some kind of, you know, fake drama made up by television companies to sort of entertain themselves? Is that fucking what they're doing? Well, by all accounts, it's a really great programme and people seem yeah, to but, love it. But, but Yeah, but that doesn't mean It's shit a parlour game. Yeah. And it's that's like people who say everything's really great on TV. What's that fucking movie that everyone was raving about recently that was meant to be really decadent and fucking... Oh, know, Saltburn. Saltburn, yeah. And, I, and all the people I watched that I, it. It was good fun. All the people that I've sort of... Apart from... Well, you're the first person... It's average. ...that I respect. Um, yeah. I'm sorry to say that I respect <laughs> it. Um, only some of the time. <laughs> Don't tell anyone. Um, but most, <laughs> most of the people that I, whose opinions I value have said, what a fucking pile of shit it is. And it's not the great new sort of, you know, moving, um, you know, event of the year. It's just just a piece of twaddle. And it's quite fun. Uh, You know, I quite enjoyed it. But it's a very shallow, pointless film. Right. Uh, it's Brideshead revisited without the gravitas, basically. Right. Right. And, then, and more sex. And then somebody ending up fucking a grave. Oy. I mean, Jesus Christ. I, just, <laughs> I hate this kind of fake decadence where all these people are going, oh yeah, it's really decadent. And it's really. It really is about edgy. the decadence of the upper It's all edgy and, and sort of, you know, people are having sex with It's, all it's, all, it's all right, it's quite fun, but yeah. it's certainly uh, it's not exactly apocalypse now. No. Well, thank God. I'm not going to watch it. There we are. Well, that's come, brought us to the end, I think. Cool. Um, Sadiq Khan's still the fucking mayor, unfortunately. Yeah, uh, people still dying on the streets. A bunch of fucking cunts. And, um, and that's uh, about it, really, isn't and, it? And so are you lot. You can all fuck off. Yeah, bollocks to you. See you later. <laughs> Thank you.
Without the ones like you, who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Step into the world of power, loyalty, and luck. I'm going to make him an offer he can't refuse. With family, cannolis, and spins mean everything. Now, you want to get mixed up in the family business. Introducing The Godfather at ChompaCasino.com. Test your luck in the shadowy world of the Godfather slot. Someday, I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play the Godfather, now at chumpacasino.com. Welcome to the family. VGW Group, no purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. See terms and conditions, 18 plus.